0: FaithFit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Bucklin. A program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Well, we are back again, folks. on another weekly podcast! This is your host, Father Martin. And your co-host, Steve Buckland. You
2: know, I don't think we introduced ourselves last week. I think we just said hello.
1: I'm sure we know who we are by now. Yeah,
2: maybe. That's My true.
1: accent is very distinct. It's from exotic. Texas,
2: clearly. <laughs> don't mess with Texas. Well, welcome back. Another edition of Ex Nihilo, the podcast about absolutely nothing. And we welcome again. He did such a great job last week. Uh, We begged, we pleaded, we bribed him with lunch, and we brought back Father Chris Dorsey. Don't forget cookies. Yeah, and we, we offered to paint his office in blue with a little bit of green. How about a little pink? A pink chair? No, that wasn't. That wasn't. In I can see the list. pink.
0: Father Martin is right across the office from you. Yeah, me. there's can enough see pink coming through the windows.
2: Is...
1: Oh gosh! Oh my. So
2: welcome back, Father Chris. Thanks for coming back. We're super appreciate it. Glad to be back. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, our discussion on the archdiocese of the military.
0: We haven't got the ratings number in to see it tank, so they've invited me back. Well,
2: the good news is, is, if it's anywhere above five, that's a success for us. So, yeah. so
0: I'll have to listen
1: to them and uh, yeah, you, make yeah. My parents yeah, if you could let you know, all the have, people you know I have know. not listened to a Click. single podcast <laughs> Thank you for letting
2: us know on air Yeah on air
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous Yeah uh, I hate I don't like listening to listening to my voice that You is just all.
2: play it fast if you if you play it at like twice the speed you just sound like a Vietnamese chipmunk
1: Which I already do. No. Mm -mm. No.
2: You should hear it twice. Looks and sounds are different. Yeah. Exactly. Father Chris,
1: I will hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) But he won't. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, we do have a topic. Yes. Uh, Our topic this week, because Father Chris was so kind to come back, uh, is actually called uh, Walking the Camino with Father Chris. Because after you were ordained uh, to the priesthood, you went on a very special trip, did you not?
0: Yeah. I had the chance with three of my classmates, who are now priests for St. Petersburg, Florida, to walk the Camino, to go follow the way of St. James. Uh, we weren't able to do the whole thing, but we did about two weeks' worth,
1: starting in León. Oh, oh, you uh, started
0: in León? We started in León and awesome. walked our way to uh, Santiago de Compostela. I followed
1: a- them very closely on Facebook, and they all looked like, uh, oh my gosh, homeless. Well wow. all looked like
0: awesome adventurers that we were following the way of a saint who... Probably
2: looked kind of homeless. Father
1: Chris, nature is dirty.
2: <laughs> nature is not dirty.
1: So we don't deal with nature. Oh
2: my goodness. All right. Well, this is going to be the podcast where Father Martin just sits on the sidelines and is marveling. I kind of so, feel
0: since I was following one of the disciples of Christ right. that I, I'm going to follow the disciple rather than Father Martin in this
2: yeah, case. Yeah, do you think St. James was worried about getting dirty? He's worried just, about bringing the gospel.
1: To- you could be just like John sitting around rice stuff. In prison? Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. But anyway... He was I,
2: dirty. Do you think prison was clean? You think Patmos is like the Ritz-Carlton of prison? I'm sure he showers every day. I doubt it. I bet he never <laughs> showered. So.
1: Anyway, we have distracted <laughs> you enough as it so, is. So it is background, a background, fascinating background. Uh, journey a pilgrimage, though, because being on a pilgrimage has always been a part of the church's tradition, but the Camino is itself both physically and spiritually... A journey. It is. Uh and it's t- dated back all the way to, I suppose, Saint James the Greater, the Apostle. Well, the first question you should be asking yourself, Father Martin, is
2: if Saint James was the first of the apostles to be martyred, he was beheaded in Jerusalem in forty-four AD, why are his remains in northern Spain? I don't know. The first zombie a- apocalypse took place
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Saint James decided to, I don't know. Go over there? Well, it wasn't a lot of time. I mean, If you think about it, so... That's true. Jesus ascends into heaven right about-ish 33 AD. Mm-hmm. And that gave him basically 11 years of his ministry uh, as an apostle uh, on his own. So it wasn't easy to get to Spain. <laughs> you know, you didn't just jump a flight or hop on a train. You walked uh, a lot. And, yeah, you walked all the way to Spain. So how, why on earth are St. James's remains in Spain?
1: Well, I, I think I know this. I think I okay. know this. In church history, uh, our professor was saying that— For the record of those listening, he raised his hand before He explaining. did, which, and I'm that's, why, good, that's good why I called Asian. on him. <laughs> I'm a good Asian. <laughs> yeah. But uh, back then in the early church, uh, Spain is technically considered the end of the world. Yes, that's right. Uh, so I suppose James was just carrying out the uh, the Lord's Mandate. To go to all the corners and to go to the end of the world to preach the good news.
2: That is true. Actually, the, the funny thing is, uh, is that that trail that most people walk now, which is the, it's the Parisian Trail, I guess, yep. is the main trail, was actually that, that pilgrimage uh, predates Christianity. Um, that was a trail that was used uh, by Romans uh, before that because it was a pilgrimage to the end of the world. Because if you keep going on and you blow right on through Santiago de Campostella you eventually come to this big, giant cliff, which actually isn't the westernmost part of Spain and certainly not the most western part of Europe. But you come, and basically it's like a sheer drop straight down into the ocean. And for many, many years, people kind of equated that with the the end of the Earth. Or the uh, earth. It's so,
0: way more impressive to have the end of the Earth at a cliff than a nice beach yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like a
2: gentle beach. It's like, well, okay. Nope, it's just a sheer uh, cliff that's there. But... Um, so he was. He was preaching. Um, he did bring the gospel to Spain. Um,
1: That's pretty awesome.
2: And then returned to Jerusalem after he had a dream about the Blessed Mother. And then, of course, when he got back to Jerusalem, it really all went. He lost his head.
1: They just. <laughs> Off with his head. Yep. But anyway, so let's Chris share with us about his well, experience. Well, hold on. Wait, wait. All right, all right Chris can all probably right. tell us. So how did, the
2: get, I mean, how did the remains get from Jerusalem to Spain?
1: FedEx. <laughs>
0: I would say. I Easiest feel like you built me to. up on something I'm not too sure on. Either. No, it's okay.
2: The good, I <laughs> would never never leave you it. guys hanging. So so the remains were uh, allegedly brought back by pilgrims. Um, I don't say allegedly, but no one is actually sure who brought it back. We know it wasn't FedEx and it wasn't UPS. Uh, and it definitely wasn't USPS or he wouldn't have made it. Um, so the remains were actually brought back uh, and a small chapel was built. Um, Right, right around uh, the end of the first century. And uh, then over the years, there was warring factions and things. Um, as you remember, the Saracens, the Moors invaded, took over much of Spain. Um, when they sacked the little church that was there, they left the relics and the remains of St. James, took everything else. Um, and then right about 1,000, about 1,100, they decided to start building the cathedral. So it was Pope Urban that elevated uh, Santiago de Compostela to a... a a diocese. So uh,
0: along the way you actually see a lot of uh, not so PC images of Saint James as Saint James the Moor Slayer riding his horse and yeah. beheading Moors. So uh, it kind of shows what's going
1: on in the time. <laughs> that is really cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. So people make the spiritual pilgrimage to see to be in the church where the remains of Saint James are right under the altar and you can go visit them st james and two of his disciples are down there Right, if
0: you ever go though like one thing that surprised us there's this huge line to go up because there's a giant statue of st james and we had thought like maybe he was inside that statue because there's a giant line to go up and kiss the statue and so we waited in line and (laughs) kissed the statue and then we went down and there's this little door off to the side that kind of goes down that had no line whatsoever and we were like Followed that, and it turns out he's down there. Yeah, he's in the crypt with no line. So make sure you go see the actual St. James and right. not the statue St. James. That's right. we better, always
1: put our saints under the altar, never in the statue. Right. Even better, take him take for the Chris next time you want to do the Camino.
0: I'm down. I, I want to do the whole thing someday, and I know the uh, priests I was with do as well. So
2: so let's talk about that. So the importance so the importance of the journey. So you guys started in Lyon. Yes. Which is how much? How much distance do you think you covered?
0: Uh, it's a, I think three hundred eleven kilometers. Wow,
2: that's pretty good. That's they write
0: it down, level. like wherever yeah. you start from, and like sure. when you get right. to the end, they give you the Compostela that. Uh, yeah, your has, certification. Yeah, right? that kind of shows we, we can't, that. you've done We can't the do the the,
1: the, the the unit convert converting and see how how many. I can already tell. It's like one hundred eighty-two miles. Oh, that's a lot
0: of walking. It's a lot of walking, and wow. uh, they kind of interesting part for me was i really didn't think i was going to be able to go on the trip at first because the dates oh, did we get the numbers
2: it was pretty close almost 200. i came in i came in 10 miles short sorry so, 193 miles 193
0: miles it's it gets a good number of steps in each day <laughs> but uh the true that oh my I, so i didn't think i was going to be able to go the other three had this trip planned out for a long time but looking at the dates i had been told i had two weeks after ordination and I was going to have to start before their trip was over. So I told them, sorry, guys, can't go. Then about a week and a half before my ordination, I got the official letter that had my start date, and it would work. So I had to buy all of my equipment and a plane ticket with a week and a half to spare, including boots. Oh, no. Word to the wise, never buy new boots boots. the week before walking (laughs) for about 200
2: miles. Not a good idea. Wow. So, um what what made you want to go on this journey? I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, if if you want to walk 190 miles, you can do that here in the United States. There's plenty of nice trails. But why that journey? Why do you think so many people are drawn to that particular journey?
0: Part of it is that tradition. As you said, it's an ancient pilgrimage that that people have done for thousands of years now. The other is uh I mean, following the route of a disciple. Like that's Kind of awesome. That's something you can't mm-hmm. do in the U.S. You're, you're not yep. going to find nope. any of the apostles <laughs> made their way over here. So, uh, unfortunately, you got to cross an ocean or two to get there. And uh, just the tradition of it, to be able to do it with some of my classmates and kind of work out the kinks of being a priest without an entire congregation watching you. I, Father Martin, I don't think, got that. Benefit. No. but uh, He's had me with him since the
2: start. It's been a burden. Uh, it has been.
0: <laughs> but to, to get to do that and the peace and the beauty that, you know, it goes through a lot of different types of environments from uh, the more mountainous to kind of beautiful forested areas. It, it's a beautiful trek, and people do it for all sorts of different re- right. reasons for the spiritual like us to trying to find themselves to they just – had heard it was an awesome place and and gone to do it and so the people you meet along the way are almost as much a part of the journey as as your own walking it
1: now for the 10 listeners that we have yes. you might think, think that, that
0: f- doubled from what you told me last week yeah so. i think it
2: did double well that's because you the, did it the archdiocese of the military brought had in, my right, parents, yeah. listen, parents I listened all and we, of your yeah. relatives have listened and now are, are
1: yeah right so that's i good. was just gonna say that um I was able to do something similar but a lot less in uh, the uh, the whole physical exertion thing but i used to take the pilgrimage from uh, new jersey to pennsylvania the the walking trail that archbishop wensky used to take us and and to go every day for like about 15 16 miles walking in itself was very transformative uh, for me personally you walk with a specific intention to pray for someone, to pray for this intention and that intention. And to put up with the, the physical discomfort, uh, for me, majorly is the not showering part. Um, I can't even imagine. And and sleeping in a tent. You next had to, to sleep in a tent? I know, next to someone <clears throat> who kept punching me in the middle of the night. Wow. Jar- R- Jonathan Richardson used to punch me all the time. Uh <laughs> I don't know what to
0: say to that, but uh, Everyone the good feels news terrible. is on the Camino, uh, you usually aren't staying in tents. There's You're in huts, what's right? called albergues. That, uh, it's kind of like little hostels that are specifically for the pilgrims. Right. And uh, they go anything from just like two to four people to a giant room that's just full of bunk beds that you sleep with a ton of people in. But uh, Okay, maybe it's not so bad
1: then. <laughs> are you ready to go? Somebody actually offered to pay for me this summer, but I couldn't go. Mm. Ethan whole, and I are planning it. whole trip paid, but couldn't go. Yeah. But, but in any event, I was just going to say that uh, all the sacrifices, all the physical discomfort that you went through sort of give you an appreciation of the conviction of these disciples when they were sent out. And gosh, they must have walked miles and miles and miles every day. Well, that one conviction yeah, of the and there's comforts the now
0: you get that like there's all these small towns you get to go through and there's pilgrim meals that for about 10 euro you get this like awesome huge filling meal that I mean you can get anywhere that they probably didn't have back then I mean no, it was, not so uh, much <laughs> so it's but you you do feel more united in, in those discomforts and walking along with kind of the history of, of the faith and the the pilgrimage they used to do and yeah there's times that you feel dirty and nasty and hurt and it's all worth it.
1: It's all worth
2: it it's all worth it.
0: So we spoke at little least about... a few
1: weeks after you've kind of the blisters here <laughs> <in. laughs> right that's right. So we spoke a little bit about the, the the physical discomfort and kind of the exterior aspects. How about interiorly speaking you know getting
0: to your whole plan for the day is walking. It's not like you're saying, Oh, we gotta make it in so I can catch whatever at nine o'clock tonight on the T V that uh <laughs> like you're there is no, no plans. It's beyond, hey, we wanna reach this town and sometimes you say, you know what, we're not gonna reach that town. Let's stay in this one, it's really cool, let's stay here. But it means for big stretches of silence, even if you do it with other people, that if you're walking with people for two weeks, unless you are far more talkative than any of us, there's gonna be big stretches of silence there and that silence allows for that spiritual side to happen and for you to kind of contemplate you know I had done it just after ordination and there was a lot of graces there that uh, I wanted to process and that gave me the time to process it as well as to kind of look at where I was going forward and little did I know that I was uh, walking the way of St. James there that two years later I'd be Taking a, a much different road to St. James as I come
1: around Orlando. You know what? That's 94. awesome. I just thought about that just now because, yeah, your first pilgrimage was to the, the the Cathedral of St. James, the 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 Cathedral of St. James, and now you were ordained in the Cathedral of St. James. Yep, in Orlando. No, and
0: that was the connection at the time that I was ordained at the Cathedral of St. James here in Orlando, and then immediately, uh, less than I think it was literally three days after my ordination that I flew across to Spain and began the uh, the way of St. James. So he's been, he's my been looking after protect me. Protect
1: your head.
2: Protect your head?
1: Well, I don't think James was yeah. beheaded. Oh, that is true. <laughs> Just okay. saying. None of us wow. picked up I that I wasn't reference. worried about Father Chris <laughs> well, losing I am, his head. Well, I am morbid by nature. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which is an interesting connection. And now and now you're serving at St. James cathedral at the parish cathedral um i mean you think about one of the things that you see whenever you if you go online and you want to book a trip and you you know there's plenty of websites that help you do it you can bike it um you can walk it you can start it from you can start as far back as paris i see that there's some some tours that start in paris some start as far away as rome which I can only imagine that is a hefty <laughs> it would walk. take a long time. Uh, uh, and, and then there's people who plan bike tours and things. Actually, um, the people
0: we were most jealous of, there was one group, they were walking, but they had a donkey that carried all of their stuff. Ooh,
2: that's, wow. How much gear did you take?
0: Uh, I mean, we all had a the backpack? big camping-style backpacks, and they were pretty loaded down. I don't remember the weight anymore, but uh, enough that you're feeling it after a day of walking. Oh, I'm
2: sure, I'm sure. And... And what's so fascinating is, is there's all of these. It's not just there's a main kind of a main trail, but there are many different routes. There's like a northern sea route. Mm-hmm. There's one that when you come from uh, Rome, it comes up through southern Spain, um, all converging on the cathedral. Um, and when you kind of lay out the lines uh, of the pilgrim trails, they all make the form of a scallop shell. Oh. oh, did Which you know that? Which is the symbol of St. James. Which is the symbol of St. James. I
1: kept learning things. Chris,
2: <laughs> Father Chris come often in this show. I, see? Twice in two weeks in a row. I just love it. So here, if you ever visit the cathedral church here in Orlando, you can't help but notice Wee Cat, I think, did a count. How many shells are, are there in the cathedral?
0: <clears throat> Maybe 282.
2: 282 is where Wee Cat left off when he last yeah. counted. But So they're on the ends of the pews. You can see them in the archways. Shells, shells, and more shells. Um and that's always been historically noted as the the Is that what
1: you do when you have free time? No, I made him do it. I asked him specifically (laughs) for this podcast. Oh, I
2: see. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Homework but uh oh, oh my gosh father, father Chris is, is just showing us, us, the us. picture
1: oh, 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 of the blister oh, oh. that he had ah, it's, that is that's thats too different that's both, that that's my other foot now too, whoa oh that boy is Dang. disgusting no no well they For say you can't know christ without suffering no do you I'm, feel closer to christ that, i mean there that. there
0: was definitely some suffering involved and i had by far the worst as i said i didn't break in my uh, boots beforehand and the thing is if it was if there would more break, they would have healed, but the thing is, you're walking, you're walking day after day, day and uh, I will say Europe has way better blister med- blister pad things than America, that uh, they have these things called compete, way better than moleskin. Wow. But uh, Yeah,
2: the picture he just showed us, I know it's, it's a podcast, you can't really see it, but imagine a blister... About probably three and a half inches long, and probably about two and a half to three inches about wide. Half it's the width, yeah, about half of a foot. This is a
1: grandfather of old
2: blisters. Yeah, I haven't seen anything quite that bad. But to uh,
0: counteract now, you imagining these horrible things. Some of the good stuff, the awesome stuff that happened along the way. Uh, you know, we got to say mass in a, I think it was ninth century chapel that, uh, and it's a little off the trail. So we we saw it. I mean, only. A mile or two off but most people don't go there and so we did the mass there and there's all these ancient uh, murals and all on the wall and it was really just us and the caretaker of the chapel there and so oh, getting to that's cool. chant the Alleluia and hear it echo off the walls that have been having masses said there for that long i mean that's an awesome kind of there's no words for it, that experience and to get to experience it with some of my classmates and best friends was great we uh said mass one morning for a uh, cloister of nuns that cloistered and you know they all speak Spanish, they're on the other side of this big grating and they all want to talk to you at the same time afterwards (laughs) and trying to understand it and they invited us to breakfast which we thought was going to be, you know, with them Mm -hmm. but it turns out they ushered us like gave us directions to this other room and the room was just this little room with a table that had seats for all of us and then a big grating with the kind of cage that think like airlock seals that you know you close one side Whoa. and like it equalizes pressure open except with like thick medieval metal grating where this one sister came in with uh, a, this nun came in with a lot of food puts it into there closes her door so we can open our side and take out the food then she just kind of watched us eat and super that's awkward but super sweet too yeah. like it, 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 hilarious like beautiful experience with them to to be fed and supplied for by them after supplying them with the mass
2: that's pretty cool but, uh, and you did you did go to mass at the cathedral uh yes we were cathedral. actually
0: able to celebrate uh this uh well i don't know when they will hear this uh upcoming this week and it'll be uh, this christi, will be about when we 2 record. weeks so yeah um, so you guys celebrated a while ago corpus christi but we were able to celebrate the feast of corpus christi uh with their bishop in the cathedral and uh there's a procession and seeing a procession there it made me understand what processions are meant to be because there's all these medieval narrow streets and there's little ladies hanging from like second floors throwing flowers over you as like the whole town stops for this procession and awesome experience that i 100 percent Recommend to uh, anyone who's able to to see a procession through oh. Santiago de, through the old part of Santiago de Compostela it is amazing
2: we cat and I were in Germany in three Aachen years three years ago yeah. for Corpus Christi and all of Germany basically shuts down and it's it's a Thursday it's not a Sunday it's actually the day um, and the procession through the streets of Aachen I mean the whole town was closed and there was hundreds of people all processing out and around and then down and into the cathedral it was pretty. It's amazing how yeah. you know everyone talks about there isn't much faith in Europe, and then you actually go and experience these things, and you're like, "It's like these people are pretty into it." To me, so yeah, <laughs> no, like, uh... and
1: it would be remiss if we don't mention the gigantic uh, sensor. Yeah, which has yes. a name. Can you can you know the name? Come on, Father what Martin. What is it called? What is it called? I don't yeah. know.
2: Boda Boda Fumiere. Fumiere.
1: <laughs>
0: oh all right which it i is believe the... it's just fiery boat uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's the boat of fire <laughs> which actually sounds even more awesome yeah it is but... it is
2: it's cool technical specs it's the largest sensor in the world
1: how big is it
2: uh really big <laughs> I, it's i mean you
0: don't get right up next to it but it's always hanging there from like the top and it's this big thick rope that connects it and it swings straight down the center aisle with like handlers and everything
2: it's they put 40 pounds of charcoal, 40 kilograms of charcoal and incense in it when they light it. Uh, how many men did it take? To- Eight. Eight guys with ropes, and it gets up to speeds of 80 kilometers an hour when it's coming down. Just like, yeah, somebody... But could- they only
0: do it certain days, so yeah. try to plan to make sure you're going to be there on some of, one of the days they're
2: doing it. Yeah, otherwise they take it off, and it just sits in the library to the side.
1: Oh, Okay,
2: so but the, the if you want to know that you definitely if you want to like be sure they're going to have it lit and going, you want to be there when the feast of Saint James is on a Sunday.
0: I'm sure that would be huge. Which so. is the next
2: time that's going to happen is 2021. Just so, but they do it. Start I, making I, mark your calendars now. Yes, Steve is doing
0: old. I get what day I'm of the week it is, but there's a day of the week that that evening they always do it do for it the too. pilgrims coming in, and awesome. part of the reason also that they have a giant. Uh, the ribble is the fact that... They smell. Pilgrims smell. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so you're walking in there after walking Practical. a few hundred miles that, like, you need a lot of incense to cover that
2: up. Did, did you guys get any showers on the way? Uh,
0: you do, and a lot of the Alberta's like, you get the chance to shower and all. But still, like, when you're walking in the dusty... And, I mean, it's Spain heat, so it, it's not as bad as Florida heat. It's right. not as humid or anything. It's dry. But it's, like, you're still not a pretty sight by the
2: end of each day <laughs> nice well thank you like I said I saw that on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> and he was happy he was in Florida
1: I know I'm so glad I'm not going this We're summer because I realize up. I am so not prepared <laughs> Get your boots now. Just start wearing them <laughs> yeah. around the cathedral. Get, put them on for the treadmill. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and if, if you see me celebrating Mass at a cathedral with my boots on, you just know that I'm preparing for the Camino. Those boots were made for walking. There you go. Not
2: bad. Well, Father Chris, thank you again for joining us and Thanks for sharing for your story me. about the Camino. I'm always amazed when I hear stories about the journey, just how profound an impact it has on people, both both body and soul. Um, and it's definitely something we've got on our calendar. So. We're gonna drag Father Martin along with us. Yes, yes, maybe a, a wheelchair. <laughs> we'll put him in a wagon and pull him along behind. <laughs> How about getting a, <laughs> a donkey? Yeah, that's there are it. people that do it on horseback. Uh, the horseback
1: is allowed. Yeah, no, the donkey seems a little more appealing. Jesus wrote a donkey. Oh, no.
2: We're definitely going to
1: get you a little little Shetland pony. Double donkey, <laughs> <Yeah>. I believe. <laughs> Double donkey. But <laughs> in any event, thank you for your listening and may you have a blessed week. We'll see you next week. God bless.
0: Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Buckland. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.